A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. People used to think that creativity was a gift from the gods. But now we have some clues from neuroscience and psychology for how it really works and where it really comes from. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, we walk through some down-to-earth strategies for how to cultivate creativity. Pop quiz. What can you use a brick for other than building a house? And think fast. Let's see, uh, a door holder, paperweight, helium balloon holder downer, stepping stone, maybe a very crude sundial needle? What we just did is called the Alternate Uses Task, a psychology experimental task developed by psychologist J.P. Guilford in 1967. This was one of the earliest tools we had for measuring creativity. By asking you to come up with as many new uses for a common object as you can, it taps into not only your ability to generate ideas quickly, but also whether your ideas are flexible, original, and useful. But what is creativity exactly? Is it just originality, flexibility, and these things? Is it a personality trait you're born with? Or is it a skill you can develop? Do we always have some creativity flowing through us even for daily tasks? Or do we get into a creative headspace during moments of inspiration? Nowadays, we no longer believe that creativity comes to us from the muses of ancient Greek mythology, though we do still have a lot of questions about how it works in the brain. However, psychological science does give us some clues into where it comes from and, more importantly, how we can cultivate it. So today, let's walk through six tips for how to create your own creativity in your own life. Tip number one is don't wait for inspiration. Hunt it down. Research has shown that curiosity is associated with creativity, and this makes perfect sense because curiosity is the fuel we need to hunt down inspiration. Whether you're a writer, scientist, dancer, architect, programmer, you can't get really good without standing on the shoulders of giants. So if you want to be a writer, read books. If you want to be an artist, look at art. If you want to invent cool gadgets, read patents that already exist. If your mind constantly steeps in other films, the good ones may rub off on you by giving you screenplay ideas of your own, The bad ones will teach you what doesn't work so you can avoid wasting time going down the wrong avenues. And you might also find that other filmmakers have all been missing this one thing. And that's where your new idea comes in. Okay, great. Now you've hunted down some inspiration. You're soaking in other people's ideas. You're doing your research. You're getting knowledgeable. How do you actually get started 
getting things on paper, or manifesting your ideas? Well, tip number two is just get started. Perfection is the enemy of progress, right? Well, it's the enemy of creativity too. If you wait for an idea to become fully formed or even very good before you start to make it a reality, you may be waiting for a very long time. Instead, just get to work. Write two crappy sentences a day in your crappy writing journal. And at some point, you'll write the sentence to start your next poem. Or just put some color down on the paper, and eventually you'll discover a new brush technique. And just as a personal aside, once I was playing around on a leftover piece of watercolor paper, I made an accidental spill. I like the shape of this blue blotch. And I was able to turn it into a painting that eventually got selected for a gallery show. So pretty cool for a mistake. Persistence is that unglamorous side of creativity but it's also the only way to actually make something. So don't wait for all the plot points to fall into place before you start writing your novel. Get started with two crappy sentences today. All right, Busy Beaver, now that you've gotten started, how do we keep chasing that inspiration and come up with new ideas? Well, tip number three is actually to step away for a while, or better yet, take a nap. In 1926, a social psychologist, Graham Wallace, proposed several stages of creativity. And one of the very important ones was incubation. This is where new unconscious associations arise among your thoughts. Or in other words, this is your brain doing behind-the-scenes work on your behalf. It might not feel like any more creativity is happening when you close your laptop and go for a walk. But actually, incubation is happening, and it's setting the stage for your next eureka moment. When you come back from your walk, you may suddenly find a light bulb over your head, telling you exactly how to creatively get around that stubborn problem you had in your code. And a fun way to supercharge your incubation is to literally sleep on your idea. A 2009 study found that incubation, just a simple passage of time, increased creativity on an experimental task. That's all well and good. But taking a nap that included REM sleep, which is the stage of sleep in which dreams occur, improved participants' results even more. So that means REM, compared to quiet rest and non-REM sleep, allowed participants to better piece together unrelated information in an original way. So do your research, put in some hard work on your project, and then take a break or go to bed. And you can honestly tell your boss that napping in the office might be crucial to your productivity. So go ahead and lobby your boss for a nap pod in the office. You won't regret it. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it, between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. And now, don't overthink it. That's tip number four. If you're a musician, artist, or athlete, 
you know that sometimes you come up with your best ideas when you aren't even thinking about it. Of course, you lay the groundwork through diligent training and a lot of experimentation. But once you've built that solid foundation of skill, you sometimes have to just trust your instincts in the moment. And this is actually supported by brain imaging studies. For example, this fascinating study looked at experienced jazz musicians' brain activity while they improvised. The researchers found that the sensory and motor brain areas were lighting up like Christmas trees, which makes sense since making music involves a lot of sensation and movement. But what's more interesting is that the dorsal lateral prefrontal region of the brain was deactivated. This area of the brain is associated with self-monitoring, self-control, and decision-making. And it was quiet while the musicians created new melodies on the spot. So let's all take a leaf from these experienced improvisers who are some of the most creative people in the world, right? Once you've gained expertise in a skill set, through a lot of practice, take a moment to relax. Tell your decision-making brain to take a nice break and let the rest of your brain unleash your creativity. Okay, but what if you're really stuck? What if you're just staring at a blank piece of sheet music or blinking cursor on an empty Word document and just nothing is coming to you? Well, tip number five is to put two and two together. In other words, stop trying to start from scratch. Instead, try taking two things that already exist and mashing them together to create something new. And this idea is not new. We have always known for a long time that creativity often involves the unusual combination of ideas. In 1964, the author Arthur Kostler developed the term bisociation to describe the novel combination of two previously incompatible ideas, like Gutenberg's bisociation of wine presses and coin stamping, which resulted in the printing press, which changed the whole Western world. Nowadays, we might see something like bisociation in a jazz and EDM mashup or an Italian-Indian fusion restaurant. I imagine that whoever came up with dal makhani pasta was just playing around in the kitchen until they were pleasantly surprised by how this weird combo came out. You can take advantage of this too, by taking two seemingly unrelated things and simply putting them together. Even if that combination doesn't really turn out well, well, at least you've got something in motion. And last but not least, this is my favorite tip for creativity. Allow yourself to create crappy work. Creativity often looks like plucking brilliance from thin air, but geniuses don't create in a vacuum, and they don't come up with Grammy-winning albums the first time they try their hand at music. Everyone starts from zero. And for a long, long time, even Einstein was considered to be kind of a slow kid. Even after you master your foundational skills and begin to truly get creative, you'll still come up with some stinkers. Like Thomas Edison, an inventor with over 1,000 patents and famously one of history's most creative thinkers, he once tried to make pianos out of cement. He also made over 1,000 failed attempts at inventing the light bulb before finally changing history. 
Just like Edison, the things you come up with will also often suck. And that's okay. Instead of thinking of these as failures, know them for what they really are, a crucial part of the creative process. So go forth and be creative. Don't wait for inspiration. Go ahead and hunt it down by just soaking in other people's ideas first and doing your research. And then don't wait. Just get started, even if your idea feels half-baked or even less than half-baked right now. Then, when you've put in some hard work, take a break, step away, or better yet, take a nap, and just let things incubate a little bit. And remember to not overthink it. Once you've become pretty skilled at the thing that you're doing, overthinking it might actually get in the way. And if you're feeling really stuck, you don't know where to get started, just try a mashup. Put two and two together and let that be the thing to kick off your creative process. And most importantly, allow yourself to create crappy work, to make mistakes, to have failed attempts, because that's actually one of the most important parts of the creative process. Thanks so much for listening. Let's continue the conversation on social media, where I can't wait to hear what creative things you're working on and what tips you might have for us about your creative process. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at QDT Savvy Psych and also at Jade Wu PhD. We can also keep in touch through the Savvy Psychologist newsletter, where we will deliver psychology tips and news straight to your inbox. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thanks again for joining me, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.